Welcome, President Brian Sandoval, to our video cast. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, we know you're busy, and uh, it's it's an honor to speak with you. Just to kick this off, can you speak a bit about you know coming into the university? What what's it been like, and then what's your vision? Yeah, first and foremost, Bob and Jerry, thank you for having me on. It's a great pleasure, and I'm excited about having this conversation and to your viewers as, as well. I've been on in the position about six months now, and it's been phenomenal. I'm proud of our students, our faculty, and our staff. They've been very resilient. I'm sure we'll talk about, a little more about, about COVID and, and such. But, uh, you know, we're a university with a national reputation. We're Carnegie R1. Uh, one of my goals is to not just maintain it, but to enhance that reputation with, with regard to our Carnegie R1 research status. We're also a Carnegie community-engaged university, and there are very few universities in the country that, that have that dual designation. Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion are an, a very important priority for me on campus. And in fact, we hosted a diversity summit yesterday and had almost 1,200 attendees. It was very impressive. Had a speaker from all the way from New Zealand. And uh, but uh, again, it really spoke to a lot of the issues that are, are happening with regard to social justice and in terms of ensuring that we have the diversity in our faculty and our students and, and our staff. So moving forward, obviously, that's going to be important um, now and, and and in the future uh, to me. A lot of growth going on on campus. You're going to see some expansion. Um, we're we're looking forward to. Number one, Argenta, you know, we had that horrible disaster with the explosion at, at Argenta Hall, but um, that's being rehabbed as we, as we speak. And we're looking forward to that building being ready in the fall of 2022. There's going to be a brand new parking garage on the south end of campus, which is going to serve hopefully a new future business building and life sciences building uh, there on the gateway. So a lot of things uh, going on in, in that regard. And finally, you know, students. Students are why we're here. Uh, they're my most important priority to make sure that they have the resources that they need, that they can be successful, that they um, can feel safe and be confident and feel respected. And so we're working really hard in that regard. Enrollment uh, has been down a little bit, but um, we've been very aggressive in terms of attracting students here. Uh, we, we have in-person tours every day and I meet with those parents and meet with those students as they're going around our beautiful campus and really encouraging them to attend. So a lot going on, but uh, we feel really good about what, what we're doing here. Yeah, very cool. Jerry? Yeah, excellent. Let's, uh, let's shift and talk a little bit about legislative stuff. Uh, so the Nevada Faculty Alliance has not taken a position on the current bill that would essentially give land-grant status to both the Desert Research Institute and the University of Las Vegas. But when you were governor, you uh, vetoed a very similar bill. What's your position on this current bill? Well, we're, we're opposed to the bill. Um, and for the very same reasons that um, when I was uh, serving as governor and vetoed the, the similar bill that, that you described. Our concern is this, as a land-grant university, we receive programmatic funds from the federal government associated with the, with the Hatch Act and other federal laws. And that the formula for that funding is uh, dependent upon agriculture. And so, as I said, it's a little bit over $2 million. We use that money to, to program cooperative extension throughout the state of Nevada. We literally serve tens of thousands of students in Clark County. And if 
there was a designation for all three institutions to be land grant, it would dilute that money, obviously a third, a third, and a third. And I'm concerned about the, the ability to continue to provide the same qual- high quality services that we provide now. So it may be, I think that it, that bill is being voted on as we speak, or at least today in a, in a work session before the Senate um, Education Committee. But um, that's that's the concern for me is that dilution of those federal funds. Yeah, and, and full disclosure, I am a half-time employee of Extension, not not really related to m- much of any of this, but um, I do follow these issues quite a bit. So thank you for for that response, uh, Brian. Can you speak a bit about your approach to the pandemic? I mean, you came on very quickly and, and made some pretty uh, pretty bold decisions right away when you came on. So talk about how that's been impacting the the university. No, and again, I'll say how resilient our students, faculty, and staff have been through all this. And as you recall, last spring, they they had to pivot and close campus and go on to an online format. And then as we moved into the fall, the summer and the fall, it was a a high flex where a portion of the classes were in person, dependent upon, obviously, social distancing and the number of people that you could have in a... um, in one space, uh, a public gathering. But when I arrived, um, there was a a tremendous spike on campus. Uh, My understanding or my recollection is correct that one out of eight cases had been contact traced to our campus. And probably hot, so here we were the hottest place in Washoe County and then came to find out that there had been 66 positive cases traced to the, the Wigan Fitness Center. So, you know, that was that first difficult decision that had to be made because that is a really important place for, for our students you know, to be able to work off some of the, the anxieties and that, that came along with COVID. But we, you know, as is any decision that's made, we have to put the health, safety and welfare of our students, faculty and staff first. So that decision was made. And then we decided after the Thanksgiving or the fall break that we would go into an online format because, again, Historically, we had seen that every time there was a holiday that we would have a spike when the students returned and, and people on campus returned and had you know, perhaps been exposed somewhere else off of campus. And then we decided in the spring that we would start a week later again, you know, to, to, to in, in the best interest of the students and not have a spring break. And I will tell you that was not a, a popular decision for many, but um, our concern again was that students would disperse during the spring break and perhaps be exposed to the coronavirus. So it, instead, we had what we called five reading days throughout the course of, of the semester. And those the students would, would not have to attend class and kind of give them that, that one day break. I will say that um, we've had very uh, positive results as, as a result of wearing masks and social distancing and uh, personal hygiene and doing the things that we've done. We do have another thing that I did was put a um, dashboard on our website so people could know real time each week the number of positive cases that that we'd have and which which way the trends are. And so the numbers have reduced significantly. And uh, when, when the students moved in this semester, we did require that they um, have a test, a, a coronavirus test. And I was 
very heartened to learn that you know, 100% of the students tested negative. So that was another good, a good sign. So as we move forward, um, we're actually having a, a vaccination opportunity for our students today right on campus. We did receive 200 vaccinations from the county and it's um, the Johnson and Johnson, which is a good thing because you know the, the distance between the two vaccines and we're, our concern is that our students would get one vaccine and not be here for the, for the second one. So you put all that together and what we've been able to announce in the past week was an in-person graduation. And that was something that the students really wanted. Um, we had announced that it would be virtual, but um, the situation improved, improved to the point where we could work something out. We worked with the state and now first time ever, we're gonna have a, a graduation ceremony in Mackey Stadium. There are going to be eight of them, eight ceremonies, and we're going to have one, a uh, couple ceremonies for our 2020 graduates who didn't have the opportunity to have an in-person experience. Each graduate will have the opportunity to bring four guests, and uh, we're looking forward to um, a great ceremony. And the only thing that'll stop it is, as I've been saying, is an earthquake or lightning. Otherwise, you know, rain or snow, typical northern Nevada weather in the first couple weeks of May could be anything, but um, we're really excited about what's going to happen. That is exciting. Um, I'm going to circle back around to the legislature one more time. There's also the current uh, there's Senate Joint Resolution 7, and it would remove uh, the Nevada System of Higher Education Board of Regents constitutional status. Uh, have you a position on that one? You know, I'm taking a neutral position. You know, I, I've, I've got to be respectful of the process. That's the same position that I took um, in the last um the last time that this came up is, is question one. You know, I'm very respectful of our, our board of regents. I, you know, in my experience, I've worked with them very closely throughout my public service career. And, uh, you know, as as a legislator, as the governor, and, and now as a president of, of one of the universities, and I work extremely well with them in the chancellor. But obviously, this is going to be something that the voters are going to decide. I think it was the closest question on the ballot Last time, there was only a few uh, few thousand uh, vote difference be between the the um, nos and, and the s's. So we'll see see what happens. Great, thank you for that. Uh, can you speak a bit about the budget situation? I know uh, the pandemic has just been brutal on everybody. What? How's the university faring these days? Yeah. No, it, it has been brutal. And it, as you are probably aware, there was a special session last summer that um, they're, you know, resulting in approximately $30 million worth of cuts, some of which was mit were, were mitigated by um, federal funds. And then the governor's recommended budget included a, um, a budget cut of 12%, which for us is approximately $50 million over, over the biennium. And you know, we understand that, you know, there is shared sacrifice. I, as much as anybody know what it's like to be in a budget crisis, you know, when I became, came in as governor, we were in the midst of the Great Recession. So there has to be spread and shared sacrifice in that regard. But when you cut, 50, you know, close to $50 million out of a budget, it's, it's going to leave a mark. And so we have had to leave positions open and frozen, which means that we weren't able to fill all the faculty vacancies that we would like to and the student advisement positions that we haven't been able to fill. There is hope, there is optimism as you know, there are federal funds that are coming. And my understanding is that the legislature will close the budget with the 12% budget cuts and then perhaps hold a special session wherein the legislature and the governor will decide how to deploy those extra federal funds. and. 
we're hopeful, um, UNR is hopeful, higher education is hopeful that um, they'll deploy some of those funds to our budget and really help us in our mission to serve our students. If you could explain that a little bit. So you, you anticipate funding, but it's not available before this current session closes. Yeah, and, and that's correct. And I, I apologize. I know we have limited time, so I'm kind of talking in, in broad strokes. But um, that federal funding, and, and I've been on the in the Zoom meetings with our congressional delegations, one of the um, issues right now, there are no federal guidelines on how that money can be spent. And until there are those concrete guidelines, the legislature won't have the direction um, for, you know, how they can spend that money. And the understanding is that those, those guidelines likely will not be in place by the time they have to close the budget. As you know, we have 120 day session and there are specific deadlines. In fact, today is a deadline day to you know be out of the, um, I think the committee of first committee, you know, passage. And so they just won't have the guidelines to, to understand how they're going to be able to spread that money throughout the state of Nevada. So we're going to be patient and continue to have conversations with, um, with our, with the state legislature, with the governor's office. And, and again, stress the importance of, of higher education. Great. Well, thank you. And yeah, we know you're short on time, so we re we really do appreciate you uh, coming to chat with us. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? No, th again, thank you for the opportunity. And we're really very proud of this university. And another one of my goals that I didn't mention in the front is continue to be you know, extremely connected to our community. Um, you know, I'm going to ask you and all the viewers on every Friday, wear your blue, um, you know, for in honor of the University uh, of Nevada. I know we have a lot of proud alumni and community supporters out there, and we're going to continue to protect that national reputation and give our, our students um, the best possible educational experience they can have. So thank you again for the opportunity to be with you. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Uh, really appreciate your time today and, uh, you know, take care. And uh, we look forward to uh, future developments and um, we really appreciate it. Uh, Bob and Jerry, thank you for having me to the audience. Uh, thank you for having me as well. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Great. And thank you so much. Go Pack. Yeah. <laughs>